All right, Bulls, are you going to do it? The NASDAQ shaving off almost the entirety of its loss, and the S&P on the borderline of going positive. That'd be a heck of a way to finish today's session. We got time, though. Let's talk some stock picks. Uh, John Baumgartner joins us from Azuho Securities Managing Director of Equity Research Covering Food and Healthy Living. John, you've got some stocks that you like that have gotten beat up, but Beyond Meat doesn't look like one of them. Is that right? Uh, that's right, Oliver. Uh, yeah, I think where, where Beyond Meat stands right now, it's you know it, it's sort of a transition for the category. There was a lot of optimism for this plant-based meat category going back the last two or three years. We saw a really big spike in sales during 2020, along with everything else in the grocery store during COVID. You know, the category sales were up about 40%. Beyond Meat was gaining market share. Uh, and you know, our view is what happened since then. You know, the category was down a little bit in 2021. It's still down here in 2022. You know, we, we believe that the you know, the um, you know, the COVID surge really pulled forward demand from future years. And we think the early adopters on this S curve are now in the category, and you're going to have to wait for the next wave of new consumers to enter. So there definitely is a bottleneck on the top line for the category and for beyond. Uh, they are losing market share, and there's real concerns right now. We think about the incrementality uh, you know of some of their categories in terms of new products products, new retail channels. So, you know, we would definitely stay on the sidelines right here on Beyond Meat. Wow, losing uh, market share already. Uh, it feels like they just came to the market. Yes, I mean, you know, we're seeing Impossible Foods rolling out. You know, Impossible's gained a lot of new capacity over the past year or two. You're launching at retail, I mean, you know, Impossible's first into food service at Burger King a few years ago. So we are seeing competition, uh, you know, from the impossibles of the world, but also the traditional players, you know, Kellogg with the Morningstar brand, you know, they have also, you know, executed much better the last year or two. So you are seeing the the, com the competition tightening for Beyond in the category. But bigger picture, our view, because Beyond is priced as a growth stock, you know, on a valuation basis, really trade more with tech companies, you really have mm -hmm. the category getting back to growth, we think, for investors to get more comfortable with the valuation and getting involved in the name right here. Got it, okay. So uh, if not beyond a few other companies that you do like, Simple Foods, these are kind of overlooked stocks to some degree, SMPL and then a BRBR, Burling, uh, Bellring Brands. This is one that's totally new to me. Let's start there. What's going on? What is this business? Why do you like it? So Bellring Brands, it's a small cap company. Uh, they make premier protein, protein shakes, also the Dimatized protein brands. Uh, it was a spinoff from, from Post uh, back in March. We like the setup here. We think this category is very on trend with the consumer, you know, especially post-COVID. You know, folks looking for low-sugar, high-protein diets, more active nutrition, getting out, working out again. Uh, it is one of the leaders in this category going forward. Uh, we are seeing new manufacturing capacity, new distribution growth, new innovation. We think this is a company that can sustain, you know, 10, 11% revenue growth for the next few years, uh, with similar growth and profitability as well. Uh, and to your point, I think you know it does screen below the radar for a lot of investors. But we like this setup from a macro perspective here, especially in this environment, hearing from Walmart and Target the other day, you know, we like stocks in this food space right now where there's limited exposure to private label, uh, where you skew towards more of a higher end, higher income consumer, uh, limited elasticity for these categories, uh, and also that new innovation distribution opportunity. Uh, and Bellring brand skews very favorably across all of those boxes. Where do they mostly sell? Are they in like uh, the, the gym? Are they in stores? Or is there a direct to consumer? Do people buy these things online? No, it's generally, you know, food, you know, food, you know, food stores, grocery stores, you know, Walmart, Mass, Costco. Uh, it's not really a gym specific brand. It's more just in, in the mainstream, which is, you know, the appeal of the premier protein brand. Uh, you know, it is a mainstream brand. They're, they're kind of hitting this 
you know, this, 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 you know, very attractive part of the category where it doesn't appeal to the hardcore weightlifters. You know, it's got more of a mass market appeal across the board, driving the brand. Okay. All right. So a uh, widely appealing uh, workout beverage. Speaking of the gyms, you're long, uh, you like Lifetime, right? We do. We do. We think, you know, Lifetime came public back in the fall, you know, kind of a, you know, choppy, you know, period for the market. But what we're seeing out of Lifetime is, you know, Q4, Q1 recovery memberships was delayed by the Omicron variant. As that's now, you know, in, in the rear view, we're seeing a nice acceleration in new membership growth, uh, you know, for the gym. And we think where Lifetime's positioning really has an advantage, it's more of the country club, you know, Lifetime setting. It's not just, you know, a gym with weights. You've got pools, you've got, you know, catering to middle income, you know, middle-aged consumers, young kids, after-school programs. Uh, so we think in this kind of an environment where, you know, families looking to tighten expenses, where you're paying for a pool, you're paying for a country club, uh, you know, you're paying for summer camp for your kids. You can do all of that in one, you know, membership at Lifetime going forward. So we like the recovery path for Lifetime. We do think it will be still a little bit choppy given the broader macro environment here, but it's definitely, we think, a name that is recovering in a very strong way, you know, coming out of, of COVID with memberships rising and also price increases as well. Okay. Uh, I like the convo, John, a nice uh, connection uh, between these different businesses, a little healthy living for a healthy bullish close. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks, Oliver. We got it, John Baumgartner, Managing Director, covering food and healthy living at Mizuho Securities.